Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Deep Three Podcast. Uh, today's guest is uh, my ex-teammate, my good friend, Tony Easley. Tony, what's up? How you doing, man? Good, man. Good. Trying to stay positive, like we were just talking about it earlier, right? That's all we can do right now, man. It don't, a little positivity don't hurt nobody, bro. I know. That, so you're the guy to talk about that. <laughs> Always. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Hey, I was in quarantine last year, too, when we played together. I was in quarantine for about three months, so. That is true. Hey, you made it uh, I've been through, through it. man. <laughs> you made it through. Mental, hey, mental toughness, bro. You made it through it. Yeah, but I don't like this every year. It seems like it keeps happening. I'm like, <laughs> at, least I'm, at least I'm healthy this time, you know, like last year. It was like, a, at least this time I'm healthy, but. That's a positive. Crazy situation, man. That's true. That is true. That's a positive, though, man. You're healthy. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, as long as you have your health, man, you can do everything else to figure yourself out. Exactly, man. Exactly. You know, been there, injuries, disease, whatever. I kind of been through it, so yes, I know sir. what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, but, sir. Uh, so for those that don't know, you just came back from Italy, right? You mm-hmm. were stuck there for a little while. We were just talking about that, how you were stuck for a few weeks because the league was postponed and then canceled and then you know, kind of in the airport when you got the news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how how was that period for you, for uh, m- mentally, especially mentally? Um, thankfully, now that I'm older, it's a little bit easier to stay locked in, to stay prepared. I'm really one of those. One, I'm I'm really big on staying ready. So during that time during that time frame, we had the opportunity just to kind of stay ready. We we're still in the gym. We we're still running. We we're still, you know, I still I was able to lift a little bit while I was there. Um, but where I lived, I had this huge hill, so I would just run hills, you know, when the weather was good. So I tried to stay ready as much as possible mentally um, and physically. But um, it was tough. After a while, it, it kind of weighed on to you. Just the, the, the hope of playing kind of sailed away a little bit day by day. Um, but overall, man, it, it, was, it, was, it, it was tough just because going without playing basketball is just hard anyway. That's just our job. That's what we do. That's what we love to do. But at the same time, you know, facing reality is, is, is totally different than what we want to happen, you know, sometimes. So uh, just the reality of the situation kind of took that, that breath away from us. But still, we stay ready, man. Stay ready. Yeah, and that's all we can do right now. That's what I'm trying to do, you know, kind of just lift, you know, just find my motivation to stay in shape because you never know what's going to happen. But we talked about that earlier, too, how <laughs> – no, is it going to be a year? Like, I mean, I know leagues are getting ready for September, but it's just, uh, I don't know, you know how it is, the NBA sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, kind of soccer sets the tone in Europe, too. So I'm like, yeah. if I see those guys playing, I'm like, you know what, like, <laughs> yeah, the next man. one's up. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the good thing about it, man, I think that you just kind of got to change the way you see your workouts, man. You're not just working out for the season. You're working out for the lifestyle, you know, just, just as far as just being healthy in general, man. So if you just change the way you view it and you're, you're doing this for your health, not just for the season, not just for your job. You're doing this just for overall lifestyle. It kind of helps you go and get that workout in, man. So for me, that's even myself now, like being home and just getting back, being able to kind of do small things just to keep myself going. Like I always say low maintenance work things at the house. Cause I know those things will help my body just in general overall, if I'm playing basketball or not. So it's just how I view it. It's just, it's just how you see everything, you know? So especially in times like this, where there is no, it's up in the air how you perceive everything is going to change how you work. So just how I see it. Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, I was actually, I was talking to Haji about that last year, you know, when I was coming back and we're talking about, I was like, man, how like you're 39. I was like, you just, you can shave like a 21. I'm like, what's man. going on here? 
right? And he was saying how he like he just stays in shape. I mean, that's the, that's the key to it all. And I'm like, that's the key to it off the court too. You know, mm-hmm. you want to be, you know, if you want to be healthy mentally and physically. You got to stay in shape. You got to try to eat the right things and just, you know, give yourself a boost with Most all that stuff and try to, you know, stay as healthy as possible. But it's it's pretty crazy. But Tone, I'm gonna take it back all the way to Murray State. I see you got that t-shirt on, so uh, we can go over there, right? Every day, man. <laughs> every day, I re- I got more Murray State gear than I do regular clothes, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I guess I know where you're gonna coach when you retire. We're good. Hey, I hope so, man. That's a dream job right there for me, man. Awesome. All right, so I think coming out of high school, just both of us were kind of like, uh, like I say, undersized, but like uh, we're not the most physical, like strongest player, right? Yeah. And that's like a lot of kids uh, deal with that where they're not physically ready for college. And uh, what did you do mentally and physically to, to get ready? Because for me, it was very tough. And I was like 6'9", I think I was like about 195. Mm-hmm. And it, that, that was the toughest part for me, trying to gain weight, but still feel like the player that I kind of can move and stuff. And I gained a lot of weight. I was like 215, like three months. And then all of a sudden, I was like, man, I can't feel like I don't move anymore. Mm-hmm. So mentally, it was hard. Physically, it was hard. Uh, how was that transition for you? You know, especially, you know, I was playing the four, but you're playing the five. So, you know, it's a whole different ball game, too. Yeah, man. Well, you know, when I went, when I first got to Murray, man, I was 177 pounds. And I redshirted my freshman year because they wanted me to, you know, I had six seniors ahead of me, but also they wanted me to get a little bit bigger. So I would lift every day, man. I was eating, you know, jars of peanut butter. I was taking extra protein. I was doing everything I could do to try to gain weight, man. But I, just uh, my, my metabolism and my body at that time, my life, just it just wasn't happening. Um, you know, so for me during that time frame, man, like I didn't really – feel my body or feel bigger or stronger until maybe like going into my senior year, my junior senior year. Um, but during that time frame of freshman year, it was just me trying to, to, to lift, you know, trying to lift and, and kind of really get my roots in a weight room. You know, when I left high school, I did, I, I joke with people and tell people I was allergic to the weight room man. I hated lifting weights. <laughs> like I, I, I just wanted to hoop, man. Like I was that kid who just let me just hoop. I don't care about the weights. I don't, I, they didn't tell me about weights when I played basketball. I just said, hey, go hoop, go dunk, have fun. <laughs> so um, so when I left high school, I didn't really have any good roots when it came to or a good foundation when it came to weights. So I had to kind of relearn everything and build from the ground up. So it was tough. Um, and it also was tough because my coaching staff left my freshman year. So it, alongside of kind of figuring out my body and figuring out basketball, I had to restart again the next year from scratching. And so um, – but at the same time, that freshman year gave me an opportunity to see how those guys worked in the weight room, how those guys kind of put everything in, into their bodies. Um, and that kind of helped me direct my path a little bit better than it would have been if I didn't do that. So by my senior year, I kind of understood the importance of the body. Um, I actually attacked the weight room. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time we'll go into the weight room, we'll just kind of just do stuff. You know, let me just get this workout out of the way. I don't really want to be here. I, I would like, you know, I would lift sometimes. <laughs> I'd be on the bench press and I would just pick it up and I would grunt and scream or something and just rack it again, just to make it sound like I actually did the weights, like the work, <laughs> but I didn't do anything. So by my senior year, I actually, you know, I would actually put the work in and saw the results. Um, but that freshman, it was tough, man. It was mentally tough, but it, it was, it's a process. You know, it really is a process. Just as, just as much as your body is growing, 
during that time frame, you're mentally growing at the same time. Um, some guys come in mentally prepared for that, some don't. But me at that point in time at Murray, man, I really wasn't mentally there in the weight room, so I had to really start from scratch. But by the senior year, I figured it out, man. I figured out the importance of weights. I figured out the importance of the body, and it changed everything for me. Yeah, I mean, it happened to me when I transferred kind of the same thing, when I kind of just didn't play 12 months. And that was the best 12 months for me as far as basketball. You know, that, that's when I got better. That's when I became, you know, the 20-point score that was the last two years in college, right? I mean, before that, I wasn't, you know. So th actually sitting out was one of the best things that happened to me. And I wish, like, uh, when I was taking my, my visit to West Virginia, BMI was like, you know, I'm thinking about redshirting you. And I mean, West Virginia was my first option. It was my only option, honestly, until it kind of fell through late. Uh, I didn't even care to listen to other schools. And they wanted me to play at the five, too, right, because they had Pisnago. And Bila and, I, Bila and I had a great relationship. He recruited me for, like, a whole 12 months. Like, came to Romania, spoke to my mom. Like, it was crazy. Wow. Yeah. And then he just fell through because of some political stuff uh, that he had to deal with. But he, he was going to register me, and that was my biggest thing. I was like, man, like, I, like, if I didn't trust him, like, if there was any other offer, I think I would have been like, nah. Like, yeah. I want to play right away. Yeah, definitely. And a year and a half later, when I transferred, and I stopped, you know, and I just, all right, that coach was on me. He's like, it's, it's up to you. He's like, you're coming to Patriot League. It's like, you're good enough. I mean, you're going to be good enough, but do you want to be great at it? Do you want to come and kill the Patriot League, right, and all that stuff, so. A big shout out to my coach right there because he, he taught me how to live. I mean, he taught me how to live really, you know, just like you said, you know, the first year and a half I was kind of getting by. Mm -hmm. um, kind of find ways, you know, it's like what you got to do, squat. Definitely, right? yep. Do one set, walk around, and like, oh, you, yeah, I did too. I did, I finished the coach, yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> right? exactly. I mean, it, especially like the stuff that you don't like that doesn't come naturally, mm -hmm. right? So if, then... After you finished Murray State, you start playing pro, right? I mean, uh, what's your, what's your, I mean, you played about everywhere. I saw that, right? Israel, Man. Romania, Italy, Germany. Poland, Israel. Starting Poland, yeah, more so. Man, yeah. What was your favorite country? What was your favorite country? To, to live in? You don't, you don't have to say Romania right now. So don't, don't. To, to, no, to, to, to no, live what in? What was your favorite country, yeah. To, to live in, I would say, man, honestly, to live in, I've lived in some great places in Italy. Um, just I've, I've lived in some kind of like some of those kind of like those dream places. I've I've been able to, to live those places. So I would say Italy, well, you man. You played soccer, right? <laughs> exactly, man. Like I, just, I was there. I, I mean, playing in soccer, playing in Rome, man. Rome's one. Of, it's probably my favorite city. You know, my favorite city. Just the culture there, the history of that place, man. And just the city itself has just it has an energy, man. It has an energy day and night so it's just it's just one of those places where it's always alive and i just love that about it man and i love i love the history i love just driving around seeing different things i loved it man so i would say italy man if, if i had to say specifically in italy either sorcery or, or rome i would say rome a little bit more because it does get it does kind of stay warm there but sorcery is weather and that island of magic man is just something different it's just it's, yeah. it's different man like, it's different uh, yeah, I went to Sardinia one time on like a vacation, and we loved it. Uh, it's different. It's different, bro. It was, uh, it, was a, it was a pretty cool spot. And then uh, I know you've had your fair share of injuries too. Luckily, not too many, but I know you had one in Turkey, right? And um, I mean, similar to me in some ways. You know, I had my injury in Turkey. Mm -hmm. and we're talking about how at some point, you know, like last year, I think we we're talking about the the physios and 
you know, how different it is than in college, right? You got mm-hmm. videos in college where, I mean, in college, they just, they want you to play, but at the same time, they kind of, at least my physio was, um, you know, he was health-oriented, right? So mm-hmm. he was like, are you healthy enough to play, right? I mean, I want you to play to spray an ankle, you're going to play on it. But if it, if it became more serious, you know, he was really, really concerned about it. And um, how they do deal with that injury, you know, since I'm about in Turkey, um, I know you were not thrilled about it when we talked. Um, but it, I mean, it was mentally for you to come back from that stuff, right? It, it just, yeah. That, yeah, it's, it's, the injury in Turkey, man, it was hard. It was hard because it was my first injury. It was my first time actually being or having to sit down and not play, like something stopping me from playing basketball. So that whole mental process of just, you know, why can't I play? You know, usually, you know, usually I'll, I'll get a knock or a hit or my knee would hurt and I could still play, but I can't play with this one. So mentally that block started there. Um, but then after the process of them not figuring it out and guessing and guessing and us guessing and so it was just a cloud over what was going on. So that that's when the worry started to come in, anxiety started to kick in. And then once I got back to the States and figured out what the problem was and kind of started the process of working through it and getting it healthy and, you know, not needing to have surgery and, and the problem not really being as big as I thought it was, you know, everything kind of settled from there. But I think the biggest scare for me was that I didn't realize that injuries were a part of the game. You know, I think that a lot of time basketball players, we don't think that injuries are a part of our career. It's a part of our job. You know, just like if you work construction, you know, somebody drop a hammer on their foot, they get hurt. That's just a part of the job. Like, it's just, it happens, you know. <laughs> but you don't expect it to happen because you, you feel like I'm healthy, man. You know, you don't, you don't foresee those things happening because you feel good. You feel great. And, and you know, you trust your body. You know your body. But when they do happen, it kind of comes out of nowhere. You're just confused and you're kind of – you're in that limbo. Um, so, for me, fighting through that mental block, man – it was tough. It was tough while I was there. It was tough because they were, I just, I, I didn't have any answers. You know, I didn't know why it was hurting as bad as it was hurting. I didn't know why my knee had swollen up so bad. I didn't know, you know, even the doctors, they were telling me so many different things that they didn't know why, you know, I didn't trust them. So that all those things added together kind of left me in a place to where I didn't, I just, I, I, I didn't know. And I was, I was scared, you know, I was scared for my career. I was scared for what would happen for the rest of my career. You know, I felt like I still have more years to play. So I was in a state of fear. And then once kind of it got that fear set in, depression kicked in, you know, oh, man, I'll never be able to play again. What happens next? And, you know, thankfully my wife, she was she was that voice during that time period. She was just like, you know, you, you, you're okay. You know, you need to work on this, work on this. You go here, do this, and do this. And kind of help me fight through that. And once you kind of see a little bit of light, that kind of carried me through that little dark time. Um, and I had great trainers here, man. Like, I had a great – my. Actually, I went to see my trainer back at Murray, man. He kind of helped me, kind of gave me the right mindset and say, you need to work on this and do these things. And then I actually hired a trainer, a weight, a strength coach, um, to teach me how to be a professional, honestly. Like, I didn't know how to lift. You know, once I became a pro, man, I still, I didn't like to lift weights. So, um, <laughs> my body was just returning on me, man. And I tell I tell kids now to this day, like, uh, any rookie that I meet, any, any basketball player, period, your body breaks down before skill set. So all the time you spend in the gym working on your jump shot, spend that time in the weight room getting your body strong. Like you get your confidence from your body. Like you think about your body as a car. Your your skill set is all the the rims and the tinted windows and the candy paint. That's that's the skill stuff. But the actual body work, that's that's your engine. That's the body. That's your body. You gotta you gotta always work on your engine, man. 
you gotta always work on the axles. All every time something happens wrong with your car, it's just a maintenance problem. So you have, that's the same thing as your body. You have to keep your body at the maintenance. And uh, so once I learned that and started focusing on that, man, the injuries, even the mental blocks, they kind of faded away, man. It honestly it faded away, and I was able to go to Finland and finish it up, finish the season there, healthy. I mean, mentally, I was probably the most confident I had been my whole career. I, I was, I was truly aggressive. I felt great. And from there, man, it's just been going up. So, yeah. Were you the strongest, or you? Like, did you feel like you were the strongest at that point, too, physically? The, I felt like I was the strongest in my career, as far as professional. I think, like, like, what you were saying is the strength and the confidence came together. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, because the thing is, like, for me, being the skinnier frame guy, and, I, and I'm in the paint trying to push with guys, so for me, the more that I can take those bumps and give those bumps out, the more confident I play. But, you know, when you start to take bumps and you start to, you know, uh, hit me a little bit, you start to feel them, that's when your confidence goes down a little bit because you feel like I can't, I can't bang him as hard as I want to or he's a little bit bigger than me. So you, you kind of mentally you just kind of like, you know what, uh, you kind of go in a hole. But once you feel your strength and you say, you know what, oh, man, I, my core is tight. I took that bump. Or you finish one bass and you say, oh, I finished that strong. Your confidence builds. And then you start lifting more weights. You say, you know what? feel good today you chest poke your little chest out a little bit you know and you feel a bit better so once I once that kind of that that process started with me the end result man I felt confident man and and even to this day man I lift like during the seasons I lift man I try my best to lift as much as possible because I know that's where I get my confidence from um always been the skinnier guy ever you know my whole career I've been the skinny guy the skinny athletic guy so once I start to feel my body I can take those bumps my confidence through the roof man so I, I really gained it from lifting that's awesome. That's awesome right there. Cause I want to go to me. Um, honestly, uh, you're like one of my favorite teammates. Uh, you know, like, you're, I mean, you're just, you're just not many players you overseas that like team oriented, you know, and then they always want the best for the team. And, you know, we're talking about confidence, right? So last year when I got, I was gonna say I got hurt and I got whatever, I guess you can say hurt. I don't know. So when they found out that, you know, in December that I had a hep A and I'm done for the season, um, they decided to move you to four because, I mean, I, I think you're still, you still, you can shoot. Uh, I think you're <laughs> confident for you as far as, you know, that goes. But, um, I mean, you're not used to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, you know, you, you used to play in the five. And all that confidence was taken away from you, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just you as the team first, you know, positive player. I know you, you just – when I came back, I couldn't be around the team for three months, I think, and I came back with March or so. And I just didn't find you the same way, right? I feel like you were down, you were doubting yourself, you're questioning yourself, mm -hmm. you're questioning your shots, mm -hmm. uh, right? So how do you deal with that kind of stuff? When clearly, I mean, you're not playing your position. I think that was that was the main thing. I don't think uh, you should have moved at that point, no matter what the situation was, uh, because you lose your efficiency. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he, to me, you lost about everything, you know, because yeah. your confidence was there, your rebounding wasn't there then. Well, I mean, everything. It, it, it's difficult because it's totally different to play the four and five, at least in Europe, you know, in a system yes. like we had. Yes. Uh, especially when that system, you know, I'm totally different than that format, right? I'm just, I'm going to shoot a lot of threes. So, <laughs> you're going to knock it down. Inside out, right? Right. So it was just a lot of... Uh, I know I, I was trying to talk you through it as far as like from a shooter mentality, but it was, it was, it was very difficult for you. So that's why I want to touch on that confidence as far as how did you manage, uh, you know, that whole period 
where you knew it's not a matter of skill, it's not a matter of strength, it's, it's just a matter of something that you couldn't control, right? It yeah. was somebody playing you out of your position. Right. Uh, something right. you didn't sign up for. Right. How did right. you how did you manage that? How did you try to, you know, deal with all that? Um at first you know, at first it, I took it as a challenge, man. You know, I think that that was one of the things I've always wanted to play the four spot, man. I felt like physically, I felt like my body was a four man's body. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I've always had the mindset that if I, if I could, if I could pick up the four man skill set, I'd be a problem. Like in my mind, I'm like, you know what, if I, if I can just shoot the ball with like that, it'd be a problem because I could space the floor. I'm, I'm a little athletic. I still got a little bounce in my legs. And I have, my, I have a pretty quick uh, – yeah, I'm pretty quick, you know. So, like, for me – I would say a little. <laughs> <laughs> for me, you know, I appreciate that, man. For me to, for me to add that to my, to my package, that, that would be incredible. But the thing about it is, whereas you're, you're uh, an elite format, you've been playing it for, your, for years now, you know, 10 years, 12 years. For me, last season was year one. You know, I'm, I'm a rookie. It's like yoga. You know, there's people who've been practicing yoga for 20 years and they can do all the stretches. And then there's people who just got there yesterday and they can't even touch their knees. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that was me. You know, I would, but for me, just taking it as a challenge, it was like every day was like, you know what, I could, I'm stretching a little bit more every day. You know, the more that I learn, I can learn this, I can learn that, I can learn this, I can learn when to shoot. You know, honestly, I, I'm such a team player. Like, I'm one of those guys where I'll say yes and I feel like I can figure it out on the fly. You know, so for me, it was more so figuring out how to play the four on the fly, learning the spacing, learning how to where to get to to get the shot off. Because the four, the four man in Romania with that team, it you weren't so much as a a slashing four or you kind of were a spot shooter. You know, he had he had the four man set in the corner, you know, extended wing. You were never we were never really at the top of the key per se for anything. So yeah. I was shooting shots. You know, the corner shot is a difficult shot in general, even if it's a mid range jumper from the corner, it's a difficult shot. But I was basically spaced out into the corner and just kind of waiting to take a shot that I, I didn't even know if I should shoot it then and when to shoot it. I don't know if it just, you know, my mind was like, just wait till you're wide open and shoot it. You know, if it's contested, well, don't shoot it. As a shooter, actually, uh, what I've learned over time is patience is key. And it was crazy. I'm not a very patient person off the floor. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've learned that it, it just, you don't get a rhythm. Yeah. You just kind of, if you're patient mentally, you're your brain is basically going to give you the, the mental and the peace to take that one. Cause you might be eight minutes in the game and take your first shot. And then you might get four in a row and then you might wait another 20 minutes and take another four shots. Man, that's true. And that was the hardest for me in my whole career in Europe. That's why I think in, in college, uh, in Estonia and in France, individually, as far as scoring and stuff, I had my best seasons. Uh, also in Romania the first time around, um, mm -hmm before I played with you guys, but uh, the same thing when I had the ball in my hands, I was more of uh, just a scorer, not just a shooter. Um, you know, so it's tough, like, to make that adjustment where to become a stretch four, like you said, where you're just waiting for the ball, right? Yeah. So, like, you're not cutting. You're not really cutting. You're not, you're just waiting. I'm like, yeah. you get it? Like, and you don't really know when that pass is coming either because it's not like a set in stone, right? So. Mm -hmm. It's tough. That I mean, was tough, man. This whole transition, I think. Yeah. But how was your approach? So then you have this approach, right? As far as I'm a team player, I got to do whatever the team asks me to do. Um, then go into the summer. I know, I think, okay, I think everybody left frustrated, you know, last, last season for mm -hmm. a reason or another. Mm -hmm. How did you approach that summer 
far as when you were looking for a team, when you were preparing for the season, did those two approach like were they very different in the past years, or like were you like, oh man, I got something to prove right now, or you were like, I'm the same player, I'm gonna keep the team, when I do what I do, and then somebody's gonna take me that really needs me to do what I do. Um, honestly, it was it was the thing last year taught me was that what I do is effective. You know, for me to see the difference between me playing the five and the four, how effective the game playing the five and the four, it showed me that it kind of gave me a confidence. It kind of reassured that, you know, Tony, you're, you're okay at the five, you know, it's okay to the way that you play, you know, you just, it just happened that you were a circle and they needed a square, you know, or you were a triangle and they needed a, they needed a rectangle, you know, like it's just, you didn't fit that, that puzzle piece didn't fit and it's, it's okay, you know? And, yeah. and, and the thing that I had to realize, realize about basketball, it's just one season, you know, in, in, in the, your career of basketball, you know, I think a lot of times us as players, we dict our, our career dictate, or even our seasons dictate our salaries. So like, we feel like, you know, if we don't get a salary for this next year, then the season's over. But honestly, the season itself, you have opportunities. You just, you probably don't pass up on them because of different things, different salaries, countries, teams, you know, the program itself. So, my mindset wasn't so much as I had to prove myself or anything like that. It was just more so I had to get back to doing me. I had to get back to being able to do me and find a situation that allowed me to play my type of basketball so that I could showcase what I can really do. And once I found a situation that wanted me for me, you know, just wanted me for not, not to see if I can do this or if I can do that, or if I can play this way, or if I can, who just wanted me for me. And once I found that, I said, Hey man, this is where I'm going. I'm going I, for me, 10 years in the game, you know, into teams who had big money and they just wanted me for big money, the big money. I didn't like it. I went to teams who wanted me to play like this or like that. Didn't like it. I went to I went to a team one time, man. The, the coach is just like, show me what you can do. What? You didn't scout me? <laughs> didn't like it for me to go somewhere I where, Joe. you know. I saw Joe told me right there. That's it. I saw Joe. Just put him in. Get out dude, of the way. Uh, dude, he, he, uh, I, I will never forget this, man. We were in practice. And, and I first I, I got there like in the middle of their preseason. So he was just kind of like, all right, you know, one of the players had a, had a foot injury or, or plantar fasciitis. So he called me up, you know, I'm second on the list. You know, you know how teams are. They have their list of guys and then they go through. Blah, blah. So I was second on the list. So in my mind, you scout players, you know, so I get there. All right, man, let me see what you can do. Uh, okay. It's... <laughs> I can, I can run, jump, shoot, lay up, you know, defend. I can do whatever, man. What you want me to do? I'm a team guy. Put me anywhere. I can figure it out. But um, but no, um, after leaving last year, man, it uh <laughs> after leaving last year, it really it really kind of opened me up to seeing what I do. It gave me a confidence in my in my game itself. You know, it kind of it kind of reassured me as a player myself, honestly, which is I always try to look for the positive in, in any any situation. Like it's easy for me to look back and be like, you know what, man. You, you didn't play well at the four. Your numbers weren't high. You, it was a tough year. You struggled. But honestly, it was, a, it was a great year. I had my son there. We actually we, we played well together without everything that happened. We still had a great year. The team stayed together. You know, personally, I was, we stayed healthy. You know, even you, you fought, you fought back. You know, you had an opportunity to come back to the floor. You still came back around. So it was some positive things to take away from that season of life. And I just carried that on to the summer, man. Like, I, I, I keep the positives with me. I build on those because it – one thing to kind of let the, the negatives bring you back down and keep you in that spot, but you, I can't go back to Romania to fix what happened. You know, I only can move forward. So for me to move forward is for me to be, you know, 
can I take with me now? And that's just yeah, reassuring I mean, who I am as a player. Yeah, it, it just kind of happened to me for me. It was like a rude awakening. Like uh, my rookie year at Benetton, uh, I came in and Sasha, Sasha Georgievich, right? He's balling right now. Uh, to me, I really like him. I, I think he's a, he's a great coach. I think uh, if you'd have called me about five, six years into my career, he would have gotten whatever he, you know, he thought I can get the, the, the rookie year. It's just that, uh, you know, I was coming for 36 minutes a game and he played me off the bench. He played me like 12 minutes a game, 15 minutes a game the first, you know, three, four months. Then Scalabrini goes back to the NBA and he's like, all right, like now you're starting. And I, like, as soon as I start starting and playing 25, 30 minutes, I had like 20 against Rome. Then we go in Zagreb, Euro Cup. I had like 18. I started playing really well. We played Sassari. I think you were there, right? We could mm-hmm. mostly, right? So we played you guys at home. Then I had like 14 or something like that. So I was like on a roll. I feel like it. We had a conversation like, okay, cool. Like we're just figured out, but we're not like, we'll let you start, especially because I had like a plus one. So like I was supposed to be there next year, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. Like season was not going great for us as far as like Italian league. But that was the kind of, you know, they brought somebody else in. And as far as confidence, that was my rude awakening, right? So, like, I was down and I came, pulled myself back up, kept working, right. kept plugging away. It was somebody else in, and that's when I was done. Like, he lost me. At that, at that point, I admitted he lost me for the season. And it was pretty yeah. early, so I think it was, like, January, February. Uh, but just to have, like, a, you know, the lows, the highs, and then just I was just low for the rest of the season. But to me, that was different. That's what I was asking you because uh, when I was asking this, for me, that someone was different. Like, I just want to listen to teams that are going to give me the ball. I was like, who? No. Like, I was like, no, no. I was like, I feel like I got to prove myself. I, I just right. wanted to prove myself. I was like, I get that. I'm sorry. I was coming from college, scoring 20 games, and I had like six, seven a game. And I'm like, mm. like I don't know. I know European basketball is different, but I, so like, I literally waited, waited, waited. Like, I think I signed, like, super late in August, like, in France. And that's just my coach was a rookie coach, and he's like, I just need to come in. Just Like you said, just do you. I was like, do you go pick a pop. Go post up. You <laughs> shoot your one leg fade away. I ain't going to say nothing to you. Just go get it done for me. Definitely. No, Luckily, I had a good team around. We had a good team around where we knew, like, okay, that's me and, you know, Bernard King, our, our shooting guard. Like, okay, we're going to do this, and then everybody else plays it. You know, so it was just it was just a different approach. That's what I was asking because I couldn't carry that confidence and I couldn't find the yeah. positives in it. You know, like right. for me, it was just uh, kind of just blank no. my eye. Like I was mad as hell. <laughs> I get that. No, I get that, man. And the, the crazy thing about it, man, I've I've been through so many different phases like that, man. Like my my when I left when I first got in, when I got injured my when I went to Finland, that was my mindset. I got to kill. I got to come here and kill the end of the season, <laughs> you know, to, to, to just to get a better opportunity for next year. You know, when I was in, when I left Saucery, my, the the second year there, I left and I went to Venice. I went there. My whole mindset that summer, I have to gain weight. I, you know, every coach kept telling me, you're too skinny, man. You're too small. You're too this and you're too that. So I was like, I got to gain weight. So I got a trainer, man. I got fat, dude. Like I was like, Vlad, <laughs> I, I was eating 5,000 calories a day, bro. I was trying my best to get fat. So when I went to training camp, I was fat. Like, I, I I couldn't play above the rim. But I could take all the bumps and bruises, but I wasn't playing my same basketball, you know. I, I can be honest and say I wasn't. Like, my mindset would change going to different seasons to where, you know, now it's at, towards the end of the career. It's like, I just want to be able to be me. 
You know, I want to be able to be me. Like I, I shouldn't have to prove myself to anybody else, even to myself. Like what, what you've done has gotten you this far. It's okay, man. You know, it's okay to be you. It's okay to be you. You just have to find somewhere who lets you be you. And I think a lot of times us in basketball, we, we would rather go to different situations where, you know, it may be money. It may be more playing time, maybe more incentives. If you're in college, it may be more a, a, a bigger name college, but for me, if you go to a place that allows you to be you, more opportunities come to you. You're a magnet then, instead of you just trying to, you know, you're, you're attaching to something else, things come to you if you're able to be yourself and play your own basketball, man. It's that, for me, that's the most freeing thing about being a basketball player in the system where coaches believe in you, they trust you, and you're allowed to be yourself, all of you, not just half of you, not just a little bit of personality, yeah. all of you. And I think you play better basketball that way. Oh, you played the best basketball that way. And to me, that's one of the decisions that uh, I don't regret many decisions in my career. But the only one I regret is, is going to Turkey uh, because I had to deal with Limoges in France. I mean, the fans were great. They were already telling me on Twitter. They got a rumor out. We, we kind of got a deal done. I was like, I'll sign tomorrow morning. And then overnight, my agent came with like a letter, like a offer that was like 40% better financially. At that point, I was like, you know what? Like, I got two kids, one on the way, three. I was like, let me take the, let me take the money, right? Take that check, baby. It was, was a whole lot of money. Hey, take that check, but I'm still missing about a good chunk of that. I'm missing, that like five, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm missing like five checks of the low 10, right? And I got injured there, too. And like the same thing happened to me, like you said, with the, the tree, like they mistreated the injury, they misdiagnosed it, whatever happened. But uh, they made me lose a lot of time and made me play injured, too. Um, but yeah, that's one of the things that you're bringing up is, you know, get somebody that's going to use you and that they know you, uh, you know, they get the best out of you, not yeah. just, uh, you know, like when I was in Turkey, literally the coach was like, well, you scored 15 last year, you scored 15 last year. And I mean, we have Irving Walker, Bracey Wright, uh, Voidan Stanowski, right, me, and then Diamond Simpson, I come from Maccabi. I was like, okay, like, good, look some paper, but like, we just, you know, we didn't mix and match. Like, it was just right. It wasn't a puzzle. It was For just sure. like it was here, sure. here, here, and like go sure. do you and like used to come in and like first few games, you know, I was scoring twelve and I was like shooting four from five and I told my agent, I was like, at some point it's gonna break. Like I'm I'm gonna be one for five, I'm gonna score two points and then he's gonna be mad. You know, because he just wanted everybody to score like they did the previous season. I'm like, it's a different team. Like Exactly. I was taking ten shots a game, now I'm taking four, like He's like, do you? I'm like, yeah. So, like, let's take a pop. And, like, if I get the boss, like, you know, like stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I yeah. don't. So, I totally understand that. And, like, what you said about that, there's really good advice, I think, for the rookies or for younger players. You know, really find a situation where the coach knows how to use you and yeah. really uses you to whatever you're comfortable at or whatever you want to do and you think you can do. Uh, there's a certain level of that, right? Not everybody can be Mike James here, right? Right. Right, no, no, for sure, man. There's I think a of what comes with it. So you got to either take whatever you're given or – Run with it. Oh. <laughs> Run right. with it, man. Because I got to tell guys, like like you just said, like when I when I was younger, man, like I was chasing the check. Like I, I, that's just real. That's just what happens when you're young. Yeah. You need the money. You, you, you have the opportunity to make large amounts of money. So you're going to go for the big number instead of the little number. But sometimes the little number is a team that wants you they don't want they don't want what you can do they want you they want all of you they want you to be the the captain they want you to be the leader they want you to be the, the, the locker room guy they want you to be the positivity they want you to be the motivation they want you to be everything and then you trade that to go 
for a check who just wants you to come and be a pass first point guard who wants you just to come be a rebounder or they put you in a box. They put you in a box because you're, you're a product. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're a product. You're not a person to them. You're just a, hey, okay, you're not playing well a couple of games. We'll give you a couple more games. And then we may get you out of here or they may bring a replacement in for you because for them it's, 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 it's bigger than just you because they have a yeah. brand, they have an organization, which is, is, is perfectly fine. But for me, I was very uncomfortable in those situations where I would chase the checks because I'm a people person. I, I, I like to please people. I like to help. I feel like I, for me to, to be able to help people out and help the team out gives me a different type of energy in my life. And when I was playing for these big organizations and chasing a check, man, I didn't get anything. There was no spirit there. It was just work. It felt like a job. It didn't the feel like basketball. Yeah, man. It was, it, it, there, there was nothing reciprocated. You know, so for me, once I figured out, okay, dang, it's not like that everywhere. You know, when I left Venice, to be honest, I wanted to be done with basketball. Like I was so, that was my first time being in an actual business. Like Saucery was different. Venice was different. So like leaving from Saucery where it's more family, it was more. You, I was going to say, you, you play for, uh, for Mel Sakesi too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, a, it's a player's coach. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think I heard anybody. Man, he is, he is, he is the dad of dads. Yeah. He's like, he literally is like a, I heard like a father friend. Type yeah, thing man. You know, the whole staff. Yeah. Yeah, man. First class, yeah. man. First class dude, first class dad, man. So to leave that and go to a business, Venice is a business. It's very successful, you know, well ran, but it's a business, man. They want you to come in. They want you to do what you have to do. And that was my first time facing that in my career. So I didn't know how to face that. I didn't know how to react to that. You know, I was young. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to handle that. So yeah. for me, chasing a check never worked out for me. Even when I left there, I would go to Turkey. I chased a check there. Didn't work out for me, man. Didn't work out for me at all. I went there twice. Didn't work out both times, man. Like, so, oh, not go back there. No, <laughs> man, it, it, didn't, it didn't work out for me, man. So for me, when I, because the thing I tell young guys is like, when you chase a check, it blinds you to the things that would like, it blinds you to those warning signs, you know, because all you see is those dollar signs. You're like, I see that bread, and you're just looking straight at the bread, and you don't see the things around you that are like, nah, you shouldn't do that. You don't see the warning signs. So for me, depending on your situation in life, if you need that check, chase it. But just know that it's going to be some stuff that comes with it that you may or may you may not like. Yeah. They, may, they may make you react a certain way. They may bring something out of you that you didn't know you had inside of you. But if you need it, do it. But if not, find a team that believes in you, man. Because I guarantee you, you'll make more money finding teams that let you play the way you want to play and you'll gain more success from that than just chasing check to check to check to check. Your bank will be bigger, but you may go through a lot more stress. So it just depends on what you want to yeah. do, man. And what you're ready to handle, too, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, what I found in myself, especially that year in Turkey, taught me a lot. Um, I'm fine with being put in the box, right, as long as the team is good. If I mean, if we're taking championship, like we did in Poland, right? And I was cool with it. I was having like seven, eight a game, but I was like, hey, man, that's great. Like, we had eight guys doing that, you know. Mm -hmm. Then you go to Turkey, and it's like, you know, the bigger check came, and it was just like, chaos i'm like i don't do chaos i'm like it's not my style like Man. even you know it just it's not what i do so for me i think it's just i know that my box is literally give me the box on a good team and you put me in that box and i'm cool with it like you know even this year i feel like i was very limited in, in mm -hmm. a lot of ways you know i think they use me as like uh not even a lot of pick and pop we played a lot of all, all screens for me it's cool it's, it's very different for a foreman but i actually like it uh i love it i love shooting off ball screens 
you know, and catch and shoot stuff. So I was like, okay, that's cool. But the team was good, right? I mean, we're in fifth place. We probably could have had a chance to get in the semifinals, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we were that good, right? And we're like a lot of veterans too. Coach is great. So it was cool being put in the box, but, uh, or, you know, like you go to the Panathinaikos and Tescas and Olympiacos and Real Madrid. I mean, that's, that's a whole different box, you know, we're talking about. Man. But to go get put in the box and, you know, like I was in Bleach Mecha, you know, like 13th in Turkey. I mean, what are you playing for? And I'm like, why am I just sacrificing myself? You know, like I said, it becomes a job. Um, and when it becomes a job, I mean, you just, you're flat. Your energy's flat. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's a whole. It's different. Like, it's like different you said, you just don't want to play anymore. I'm like, yeah, man. Know, it's not what I want to do. It's not what I love. I don't love like, it's different basketball, but it's it's like you know, I, it's like you know, sometimes guys play in the summertime and they'll have like, you'll play pickup ball. You know, pickup ball is one thing. It's free basketball. It's joy. It's fun. But then you have those guys who go to those money tournaments, and those guys turn different. Then the basketball is different. Then some guys excel because, you know, they they they're playing for the check and they're motivated. Some guys just come in and just kind of, eh. But some guys yeah. freak out. You know, some guys, you know, TBT tournament, some of those guys, they don't play the same way they play when they're free because it's a little bit more pressure on them. You know, when you're, when you're playing for that big check, it's a little bit more pressure for you to perform. You know, it's, it's different. You know, you don't have that, that, that kind of that, that leeway a little bit, that, that cushion to be like, you know, I had a couple bad games. You're in a pressure cooker because they want you to perform. You have to perform at a higher level because you're, you're getting paid to do so. You're a higher gun. So I feel like sometimes that pressure gets to players and some of those players react the right way. You know, diamonds need pressure, you know, to become a diamond. So some of those guys <laughs> turn into a diamond, some turn into a coal. You know, and, it, and that's just certain seasons of your life. But, you know, if you can handle that, go, man. Go to it. And, and, and I, hope, I hope that you, you know, succeed in those situations. But I just know me personally, I couldn't handle it, man. Not, not at that point in my life, I couldn't handle it. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, even right now, you know, not knowing what's going to happen in the future, but I can tell you exactly, I can point point pinpoint exactly what I need in the team, you know, what I want in the team. And I think earlier in my career, uh, you know, I didn't really know that. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I wish I would have known that coming out of college, you know, when I had, you know, Benetton was the biggest offer I had uh, financially and uh, as far as brand name, right? Mm-hmm. And they're actually a team that wanted me when I was a junior, too, you know, before I left the U.S. When wow. I was 15, they wanted me to go there, their academy kind of become, you know, but I was just so certain on the, on the states, you know, stuff like that. Um, so when it came up, then I was like, yeah, that's it. Then the other offer, for example, was Caserta. I know you played there too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Coach Sacripanti was there. And then he knew me from, I think we played in like under 18 and stuff like that. Like in Romania, with Romania, we beat Italy, right? And I mean, they were like a lot better than us. And he was a coach there. I played really well. Like that was like maybe four years before I got there, but he was, he offered me right away. Wow. Uh, like they're offering right away. And, you know, I, I turned down and I'll put it this way that that year they signed up for Andre Smith who did, he put him up and I mean, he got, guy. he got buckets. That was my guy. <laughs> hey, my guy. But, <laughs> yes. But every time I watched it, I was like, yeah, that's my shot. I'm like, I'm struggling here. The big, like Benetton, like I'm trying to be my, you know, and I'm like, nobody told me that. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of my agent right now who, you know, wasn't with me back then. But, like, uh, for this kind of stuff that you, you should know, I feel like, you know, go, yeah. coming from, especially, like, 
I, know, I was coming from a smaller college where I really could score a lot. I knew I could score at a higher level too, because it was the difference. Like, I mean, I had games, I scored 30 against Pittsburgh when I was like number one in the country. So I was like, it wasn't, man, I can't score at this level. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of, I right, like, so when I made a transition, I was like, I wish somebody told me, like, hey, dummy, you know what? Say no to Benetton, say no to Euro Cup, go to Caserta right there and just get your, get your, you know, get, get your rhythm on, like your rookie yeah. year, you find that. And then, like, every time I was watching Andre Smith, that, that's what I remember, you know, watching, watching the tape when I was scouting there. And I was like, oh my goodness, like a whole different, like, I mean, great player, you know. And I was like, but well, he had a lot of freedom too. I was like, that's what I wanted. I was like, that's what I wanted. I was like, nobody told me that. A lot of freedom, man. It's funny. I just oh. talked to him today, man. Like that's my guy. Oh really? Yeah, that's my dude, man. <laughs> but I, I, I remember him at Caserta, man. He got all the shots he wanted there. But I mean, I think he had like twenty, twenty-two. In had a great year. Had a great year. I mean, had a great just, year. I was like, man. I mean, it's tough. Like you said, you know, when the confidence, you know, the role of the team and the confidence, they kind of align. And you're, I mean, you're ready for it. I mean, if, if you're ready for it as a player, it's, I mean, it's a whole different ball. Yeah, sky's the limit then, bro. Like, honestly. Um, you know, so it's just, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, but this, this has been good stuff, I think, for a lot of rookies, a lot of, um, you know, players from overseas that they should listen and, and learn from this stuff. And now what I really want to talk about, you know, the last part of it, a bit of it, uh, you know, we, we talked a little bit of the mental side. I know you're huge in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're joking about it. I told you you should be a mindset coach, right? I mean, I, 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 had, I mean, I had a mindset mental coach, whatever you want to call it, and I had the great results with it mm-hmm. as far as, you know, I know you read a lot of, you know, motivational books, psychology mm-hmm. books, stuff like that. And I've, I've, I've been on that too since the last few years, you know, since I had a coach. I think that's great. But tell me what's like the the most intriguing part about whatever you read and whatever you can apply to sports, right? Because I mean, not all psychology books are sports related, but the motivational books and how do you find, I know you always find a way to, like I said, even last year when it wasn't your position and you're not playing well and stuff like that, you're still trying to find a way to be positive, to find the light, um, like you were telling me earlier, right? I mean, the stars shine in the dark. Uh, we're talking about that. so. This is the part I want to end on, on the mental side, your approach to, to basketball, to life, uh, you know, on the, on the mental side of thing and how important you think that is, um, not just for basketball players. I think just how important is the mental side in general, because with the quarantine right now, I feel like a lot of people are going to come out pretty banged up mentally, I would say, yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. Man, the, the, the coolest thing that I – that kind of dawned upon me while reading and kind of on this, this path of kind of changing my mental when it came to basketball, you know, for me, a lot of times we can, the physical is always easy. Like the physical part of, of, of just life in general, you can beat yourself up. You can buff yourself up. You can slim yourself down. You know, you can, you can do all these things to your body. The physical part is easy and you see the results like that, you know, it's six weeks you know, three days, you know, a week of eating bad food, you're going to feel it. You're going to figure your body because the physical is the easy part. The mental and the spiritual side is the hardest part. But for me, the mental, really the spiritual, then mental, but the, the mental one is what makes your body go. The mental one, because you have to tell your, your body follows what your mind says. Even, even if your body doesn't really, even if you don't realize you're, you're sending signals to your body all the time, 
and it comes from this part up here. But we never work this muscle. We just work out these muscles, you know? We strengthen our bodies. We never strengthen the mental side. So for me, once I realized that the brain was the strongest muscle that I need to have when it came to just life in general, it changed everything. And that just came from a perspective change. You know, I changed my perspective. Like, how, how I viewed my career, how I viewed myself, how I viewed everything. I try to flip that, man. I want to see it from a different perspective because the way that I view it from this, from my first person, you know, perspective, from my eyes, it's just, it's not the same way that someone sees it from a different angle. You know, the way I see myself is different how my wife sees me. It's different how you see me. It's different how my son sees me. He sees me from, from the bottom up, not the top down, you know? So it's like changing that perspective yeah. in life in general kind of helps you see different situations. So for me, once I did that with the mental side, you know, the mental side of like, like we talked about with Romania, changing my perspective in that situation. You know, I can look at it and be like, you know what, man, I'm a four man. I can't do nothing. I can't shoot. But my thing was, you know, okay, it's fine. Other ways to be effective on the floor. You still go offensive rebound, set great screens, space the floor correctly. If you catch, if you can shoot it, shoot it. If not, pass it away, go set another screen roll. You know, if not, keep keep defending guys. Like, for me, that was my biggest thing in Romania was defending guys. I, I remember I, w- I would find myself defending guards, point guards, three men, fives, fours. Like, but I, I took it as a challenge because I was that's what I could do in that little bit of space that I had. I had to change that perspective, man, because if I looked at it from the lens that I want to see it through, I down myself. It's easy, man, because mentally, man, it sucks. I'm, this is not my position, man. I, I would complain and I would just – but that wouldn't get me anywhere. So – Mentally changing my perspective of things helped me to gain a better grasp of things. It helped me to kind of get more motivated to, to do things. Um, and it just changed my overall outlook in life, man. Honestly, not even now. A lot of times, like in this situation now, like you said, mentally it's tough for people because we're seeing it from one perspective. You know, we're seeing it, it's a tough time. Like we talked about, everybody's taking losses. Everybody is, you know, stuck at home everybody's bored everybody everybody's every everybody's seeing the same thing everybody's hearing the same news everybody has the same fears the same anxieties the same worries everybody's worried about their health everybody's worried about the health of their loved ones they worry about their finances they worry about what's next they worry about the future so all those things we all feel but changing that perspective of it you know there's opportunities there stars shine at night every single night i'm i'm there up there so for me they start there's less light in these little spots, but you got to find those things. You got to change your perspective. You got to look up and see your stars. You keep looking down at your feet and you're sad all the time. You ain't gonna see no lights, <laughs> you know? So changing that perspective um, helped me change everything, man. So for me to start reading books on teaching myself, I, I didn't know how to teach. I didn't know how to change it. You know, honestly, I had to look for that knowledge. Like a lot of things for me was a lack of knowledge. You know, I didn't, uh, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to, to, to physically gain weight, how to fix my body. I seeked out a trainer to gain that knowledge. You know, I didn't know how to change my mental, my mental space, my mental, my mental capacity, like how I saw things. I seeked out books for that. You know, once I read those books, I didn't understand how to apply those things to my life in general. So I would try them in practice. I would try them during the week. I would try them just in my, in my, in my daily life here at the house, at home, my wife and my kid. So for me to apply those things that I would try or that I would read about, kind of start to build the confidence in those things and to reassure me that, you know what, this does work. This, I can keep this, you know, some things work, some things didn't work, you know, okay, I like to do that. That does work. You know, talking to myself does work. Giving myself cues does work, you know, and 
the more and more that I would do it, I would find things that I can keep and that work for me. And then I would do away with some things or I would, I would try to give those to other people, you know, pass them off. They try this, man, you know, do this. Or I would send a little motivational message. Hey man, be all right, man. Change, look at the, change your perspective. Or I would try to see someone else, someone else's situation from a different perspective and give it to them. Like, look at it like this, you know, and all those things compiled, man, kind of changed everything for me. It changed the mental space. It changed my spirit. It changed my energy, man. And it kind of gave me a, I don't know, a different, a different type of aura or vibe or, you know, I, I, for me, I feel my spirit, man. It changed me, you know, for, for me, it changed everything that along with my faith, you know, my, my biggest thing is just that, that faith is kind of that, that battery pack. It doesn't run out, man. For me, that's, that's the hope for a better tomorrow. You know, if we don't have that, then today's going to always suck. If you don't feel like tomorrow will be better then your today is going to always suck. So um seeking that relationship out man and building that relationship kind of helped everything in general and then like i said once once i figured out the mental and the spiritual the body fell in line with those two things man so once i critiqued those and kind of got those to optimum level the body came with it <laughs> the body will listen man the body will listen always man of what you tell it uh to do or you know what what you're going to prepare it for i mean it's it's for me, a lot of things that work was, uh, you know, just visualizing stuff um, mm -hmm. the night before the game. I had like a certain audio that I would listen to as far as like a recording of how I would see the game going, like a perfect game type thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it was like a self-recording of, you know, hey, tip-up goes off, and then you go off, play a side pick roll, and you hit your first shot right away, then you come back, get a steal. That is like basic stuff that you think like kids would do it, but it was really helping me and like, I used that a lot when I was in Estonia, and I think that showed as far as my playing. You really translate the court, you know. Mm -hmm. It wasn't happening as you scripted, right? This kind of thing, like the visualization of it. But I mean, it was just—it was huge as far as I would go with the game. I mean, I was going to—I I remember going to recess, and I was a little bit nervous. Like, yeah, they had the Songaila, who just came back from the NBA, right? And I mean, I grew up in D.C. watching Darius Songaila start for the Wizards. That's crazy. So, I mean, for me, I go there. I'm like, oh man, like I got my hands full today. I think at first, first he gets like an ISO, and he's a little bit older. So I started speaking line. He scores on the ISO, and I'm like, yeah. And that's when you know, like you mentioned, my self talk came in. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was giving myself cues too. I was like, all right, next play, and boom. I always say next play, next play. I miss a shot, I say next play. I make a good shot, I miss. I say next play. Otherwise, I stay in the past. So right. like the mental part was huge for me as a shooter, but that's when it kind of started clicking together. You know, just you gotta get it. Uh, if if you want to have results, you gotta be mentally there, mentally connected, and you know, give yourself the the right talk, like you said, you know, the right yeah. self talk. Because whatever you say negative is gonna, you're gonna hunt you down. It's gonna hunt you, man. You're not gonna get there. You're just shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> Honestly, you will, man. And the cool thing about it, like the the thing that, it, and I, and it's funny because, you know, when I was in Murray, man. I, it, my time in Murray was so different because I had two different coaching staffs, you know, my body was changing, you know, I, I didn't have the confidence in myself. I didn't gain it to my, to my, my, my senior year. So it was just so many things happening. Well, the grad assistant there was um, Amir Abdul-Rahim, like Amir, he's, he's the head coach right now at Kennesaw State. Along with his time there, he had me write these postcards, man, like two postcards and all those postcards had four tabs of like what I needed to do this season, you know, lead by lead by you know i think it was like lead by example consistency you know run the floor 
finishing around the rim, like just small things to, to, to kind of keep me focused in on what I need to do to be successful. And those cars I still carry to this day, man. I have in my book literally to this day. I carry them with me everywhere. I've built a career off of just those focusing on those things. So, like, for me to – it's one thing to communicate them to yourself and say, you know what, verbally say it or mentally say it. Yeah. But what helped me out was to write it down so I can, I can visually see it because there's, there's more ways to communicate than one. So, for me, to get that out and write that stuff down and have that in my face to see it, tone, do this, this, and this, and this, and that's it. And I'm happy. I, I didn't, I didn't, I've never written down it. Like for me, I've never been a guy to say, you know what? I want to have 40 a game. You know, I've, I've never based my career off of points because for me, winning is everything to me. I want to win. If I score three points, that's a, that, and we win, great, we won. Because my, that's the most important thing for me is winning. So for me to have those pointers, to visually see them every single day or, or at least once a week when I would pick up a book to try to read a book or have it in my backpack or before a game, just kind of look over it it will focus me for that game to say, you know what, do these things. These things will put you in a position to be more successful individually and they will help your team out. And that's what, that's what carried me, man. Honestly, that carries me every single day, everything, every season, honestly. Just, the, just that visual right there. But now, you know, what you can end on right now, and I think it's a good point to, to end on is all those things are things they can control. I mean, all the things that you mentioned are things they can control because if you're going to write yourself, hey, I'm going to go score 40 tonight, that's, that's nothing. Honestly, I mean, I know there's guys like maybe AI, maybe Kobe, uh, you know, MJ, like they'll be like, uh, that's, that's something, they, they, something they might control, but I would say 99%, 99.9% of Hoopers out there, they can't control that. Mm. Uh, you know, can you control the number of rebounds? Like, man, I want to go get 10 rebounds. Not the, you might go every single time on the board, and then the ball might just bounce the other way every single time. So that's stuff that I learned too, you know, like on the mental side of things. Um, you know, just don't quantify it as far as like I want to average 20 and 10. You know, yeah. that's not a good goal to have. But like you said, you know, like run the floor every time is the biggest crucial because that can open up rebound points. It can open up lanes for your teammates to shoot, pass, whatever, drive. Uh, you know, being consistent as a big, mm-hmm. I think. Okay, as a player in general, it's great. Um, you know, as a shooter, it's, I think that's, that's, that's what brings you value. As Man. a big, I think that's the same thing. It's what brings you value and it raises your value, the consistency, Definitely. right? I mean, Definitely. what am I going to get from 20 and 20 tonight and 5 and 2 tomorrow? Or am I going to get like 10 and 10 every night? Because I prefer 10 and 10 every night than 20 and 10 one night. Definitely. I win one game as a coach and then I lose the next one because he, he, he gave me 5 and 2. Exactly. So I Definitely. think. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's another thing that, uh, you know, so you mentioned consistency, running the floor. This is all stuff they can control, I think, for the players now, especially for the younger players. I think that's what they got to focus on. Yeah. And yeah. You can lose track of it. In Europe, especially in Europe, you know how it is. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, you, you have a few game, bad games, you might get cut. It just depends on the situation you're in. Yes. And I think, uh, that, was, that was really good stuff that you just, you just mentioned all that. And that's that's part of why I really want to do like one of my five first podcasts with you because I know you're not gonna bring on the experience from overseas <laughs> back to the podcast, but you're gonna bring the knowledge um uh, that I think a lot of players lack nowadays. Yeah. As far yes. as um you know, like we talked about it, as far as the 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 mental side of things and how things work in Europe and how you have to adjust to all these things and find yourself basically I think that's that's, that's there's the key to this podcast right here you kind of find yourself to be happy to be able to produce 
Definitely, man. The biggest thing is, find, like you said, finding yourself, man. I, I believe in yourself. You know, I, I didn't, for me, I, I felt like I was just kind of one, I felt like I was just a run, run-of-the-mill player. You know, I, I always kind of tap myself as I would, there was nothing special about me. There was just, it was just, they can find another Tony Easy. But at the same time, what, what made me who I am now, what made me, what allowed me to get through to these 10 years has been me being me. You know, so for, I think the earlier the earlier you can figure out you, figure out what you do, figure out what you do well, figure out the things that put you in a situation where you have the best opportunity to to win, to play. If it's basketball, what are your strengths that give you the best opportunity to win games or to produce to your best, your optimal performance? If you're in office, the same thing. Like, no matter where you are, giving yourself or doing the things that give you the best opportunity or set you up to have the best opportunity to win, per se, um, each day, it's what you have to do, man, and that call it, and that comes down with you finding out who you are. You have to go inside to find that first, and the more you spend time finding that, the more the outside, you know, gets better for you. The more you are, you're able to find yourself in situations and put yourself in situations that you couldn't handle before, you're able to handle them now because you're reassured who you are. You're sure of I'm this, you know. You're not going with the ways of the world. You're kind of set in stone. Your roots are your root. You know, your roots are grounded. So. The more you kind of go inside to figure out who you are as self, the better self can be to everybody else, man. So I feel like that's the biggest key for a lot of young players. A lot of young players want to be like somebody else. Be like yourself. But you got to spend more time, yeah. you know, figuring out yourself and reading books and, and just being with yourself than watching somebody else. You know, just the skill stuff, you can figure that stuff out. But to handle yourself, to, to figure out how to handle your emotions, Figuring out how to handle, you know, the mental side, how to handle your spirit, figuring out how to handle your body, figuring out how to handle, I mean, just relationships in general, business in general, those things come from inside. Those things come from your experiences and you can't live that life through anyone else. You have to live it yourself and face it yourself. So the better you're able to handle those things, the better you'll be, man. But that comes from within, dog. The more time you spend within, the better the out will be. All right. Tony, man, I appreciate it. So we're going to end with this, but, uh, Everybody got to find themselves, and I think it's a good time right now to find yourself. I think uh, it certainly helped me, I'll be honest with you, um, to find myself as far as uh, just off the court and on, on the court. I think that I already knew stuff, but I think off the court, definitely find, you know, like kind of a happy place. Uh, so we really. Tony, I, I appreciate it. I'm sure everybody that listens, you know, they appreciate, uh, you know, being all honest with us and telling us exactly how things are and then what you think. And, uh, you know, going forward, I mean, we'll stay in touch, but I really appreciate your time, man. I appreciate it. Now, I mean, it, if it's not too late, I mean, take the little one to bed if it's not too late, man. <laughs> I think I think he's in there knocked out, man. But I'm I'm gonna still get my little my good night kiss, man. I gotta get my kiss from my little man. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go do that. But all I appreciate right, man, Tony, it, Vlad, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank I you, bro. Too, man. All right, man. Take care. Take care, bro. All right.